Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch-Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Catch-Up, available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch-Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Catch-Up, Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No ketchup, no ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. We're obviously, uh, we talking NBA playoffs off top. Some big incidents went down yesterday. Trey not playing was a shock. And then it got even worse. Giannis goes down with a sprained knee or hyperextended knee. Uh, images and official diagnostics to come out later today. We're going to talk about, uh, Bucks. We're talking Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, NBA Conference Finals. I want to I want to highlight Chris Middleton. Me and my guy, shout out my dog Ben Etter. We've been in the group chat with Nick the Quick and all these guys, and I've been having some passionate Chris Middleton takes that I I want to talk to Nick about. I want to get on wax officially because I'm sick of talking about this dude every other game. About I'm gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about Chris Middleton. We also are going to talk about Chris Paul. Not Chris Paul, Paul George. Man, it's putting that Los Angeles Clippers on his back, him and Reggie Jackson. So we got to talk about that. He's been going crazy. I read a crazy, I retweeted it too. There's a crazy stat about how many minutes he's been playing in the playoffs. Uh, Paul George is doing his thing right now. We clowned him early in the year. So we got to show him some respect and respect is due. Um, we're talking hoops, man. Big Nick the Quick, what's going on? So business, man. You know, we're just in the midst of the Scottie Pippen revenge tour right now, man. This is no. it's taking twists and turns you never could have imagined. <laughs> Scotty's out here. So Scotty's got his book coming out. He's got his his bourbon. He's got his bourbon uh out right now on shelves. He's obviously digits watched the last dance this summer, didn't like what he saw, and felt like, you know what, man? I'm gonna get out there next summer and I'm gonna I'm gonna put my narrative out there. I'll put the Scotty, the Scotty Pippen version of the last dance out there and i think that's what he's doing right now he had the gq article with all types of mad wild mad wild uh quotes coming from that he was on dan patrick the other day called phil jackson a racist didn't even didn't even dan, didn't even, dan didn't kinda, even dance around it he's, he's racist dan kind of set him up kind of crazy though you think so he yeah said, he, he, like he, i mean he was trying to get clarification on what he meant and then he's right. like so you're so you you saying this would mean you're calling him a racist is that right yeah scotty said yeah yeah i mean you know what i mean he he framed him up nice and nice and tidy for it scotty's out here wearing ball main jeans and uh graphic tees (laughs) yeah bro going on like yeah yeah, dog so i mean obviously uh let's see where this situation goes but obviously the book's not out yet so i would assume that he's gonna have some more mad wild shit and more mad wild quotes. So, I mean, I wondered what his reaction would be because he had to be sitting there watching the last dance and being like, yo, this guy Mike is just assassinating me 
daily for 10 episodes pretty much right it's little yeah little he gave thing him where a lot of smoke a lot of smoke man they covered they covered a lot of scotty moments so i think he was like yo i'm gonna I'm get out here and i'm gonna get in front of it it's kind of sad at the same time because it's clear like i think i heard this on the bulls podcast yesterday but like someone said it's clear like scotty's just not comfortable at this age like he's not at that level of comfortability where you really should be after a career like he's had right. and between that and you know obviously a lot of stuff in his personal life, whether it's the the future situation, the Larsa situation, like it's been kind of tough sledding for Scotty, man. And I think then you add insult to injury, the most watched documentary probably ever. He just lost a kid as well. Him. Did recently. he? Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I it was his son, a younger son. He lost, okay, to. which is obviously awful. Yeah, so he's um, so been yeah, going. He's been, been going, going through, through a lot of stuff. So yeah, man, you know it's so all stop, stop wearing them clothes, man. You look like a clown. Stop wearing those. Oh, clothes. she had that picture. <laughs> it does him and Polo G. This is the thing. It just comes off. Yeah, shout out Polo G. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes off as in one breath in one week he's saying like I'm not nothing without Mike. That's how I got here. And in the same sentence, he's talking crazy. I think it's a pure promotional i got a book coming i got a whiskey or scotch or whatever it is coming out bourbon i gotta i gotta i gotta ruffle some feathers i gotta make some noise on twitter it's very kanye westish actually so you don't think any of it is him also wanting to get in front of the some of the narrative from the last dance that was out there you think he doesn't care oh last dance came out last summer yeah we've been, you know we've been in the like, house we've been in the house though man yeah no nah, but i mean that was last summer and i think he he had he got his takes off about that you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like we weren't pressed for it. He he said a lot of things he was gonna say about that already. Yeah. So whatever, man. Shout out Scotty. It does look like he's looking for something though. For sure. hundred you know percent something. Like he should be satisfied, chilling. Well, but if you look at it too, like a lot of the other legends from that era are comfortable. Like Chuck comfortable. You know what I mean? Like it does his thing. Magic comfortable. I know he's a little bit before them, but like a lot of these guys have kind of found something in their post basketball career. And it's like, well, what is Scottie Pippen? He's not, he's on the jump, used to be on the jump. He's not really the Bulls ambassador anymore. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Have you tried his bourbon? Are you going to try digits? That's what we really need to know. Is digits going to be around on Sunday? (laughs) Yeah. I think you need a bottle of digits on Sunday. Yo, shout out everybody listening, man. I'm having a 4th of July party. If you're in the Chicagoland area, man, shoot me a DM. I'll probably tell you to come through, kick it, man. Uh, I heard it's expensive, like eighty or ninety dollars or some oh, shit. Oh yeah, no, that's so ninety dollar bourbon is it's it's quiet for that. I'll yeah. go get a I'll go get a bullet and call yeah, it. Yeah, call it a day. But what it's I ninety dollars for Scotty Pippen's bourbon? Oh, I think I think wild. it's up. I think it's up there on like eighty ninety. Seventy, yeah, it's seventy bucks. Eighty, no, okay, seventy bucks. Yeah, so like, if somebody pulls up with it, I'll sip on it. Yeah, yeah, but you ain't, but, you ain't go, you're not rushing to Benny's. I'm not looking for it. <laughs> no. Yes, man. Yeah, so. It's such a it's such a weird. I don't want to get too too deep into pit, but it's such an interesting tier he's in. You know, right? He's not Hall of Famer, one of the best hoopers of that generation, without question. But that the respect tier isn't as high, and he did a lot of questionable shit. Yeah, exactly. And, I think yeah, you hit that right on the head. The respect he doesn't get that respect that he, he should have that respect. Even as a number two guy, like, it's still, like, and I, I don't think the last dance helped that. Like, I think he could have came out. The, he might have been thinking, like, oh, the last dance, I'm going to come out and people are going to see who I really was and all that. And you didn't really get that. It's like, oh, wait, this dude decided to say I'm not fucking up my summer. 
oh wait, this dude didn't want to. This dude didn't want to go in back into the game. Yeah, oh my, wait, this my, dude, this dude very, had a migraine. Like, my, my low lights were getting super highlighted. Super highlighted. Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted his money. Yada, yada yada. So like, yeah, I think that it didn't. It didn't do anything as far as like you know, elevating him like level, that. Right. Not like it did for Jordan for some of the young cats who might not have known or might not have been around or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, hey, it is kind of hey. it is kind of sad. And if you got a checker pass, keep KD's name out your mouth. Bro, keep your name. Ne- don't leave that Bro, man alone. That Why man don't you just leave that man alone? He's told you he's here for it. <laughs> he's told you he's here for it. He doesn't care if you think he's petty. He doesn't That's care right. if you think he's sensitive. He's 100% here for it. He's reading the comments. He's on the Bleacher Report. He's on the he's on the what, what trending on Twitter. He wants he's listening to all that. Leave if leave not, leave KD alone. You don't if, want that if, smoke. If you're not on KD's caliber, which many aren't. Yeah, <laughs> step you off. Don't, you don't have multiple finals MVPs. <laughs> leave that man alone. Leave dog. that man he alone. Coming, bro. He coming he's coming at your head. He's coming right at you. All right, let's get into it. Conference. Oh, that's the wrong graphic. Crawford's finals. NBA still four squads left. Mm-hmm. Shit just got very interesting. Injuries. First of all, the injuries have been insane. Now, actually, now that now that you say that, I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up an image. There's been so many dog that I've honestly forgot about some of these. It's been it's been that crazy because we're talking like nine, eight, nine, ten superstars or yeah. superstars are strong, but big time dogs on this list. Look at this list. For for folks listening, stars to miss games this postseason. I completely forgot about Jalen Brown. I hadn't even that he wouldn't even made my list if I was just writing this down. You know what I'm they, saying? They weren't really in the postseason for too long, but yeah, yeah he, but, he wasn't around. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but they needed him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, it might have been a different little story, but maybe not. They they were sus all year. But Jalen Brown, Mike Connolly, Anthony Davis. Well, Jalen Brown with a wrist, Mike Connolly with a hamstring, Anthony Davis with a groin, Joel Embiid with a knee. James Harden with a hamstring, Kyrie with an ankle, Kawhi with a knee currently, Mitchell with an ankle, Jamal Murray with an ACL, CP3 had COVID, Trey now has a um, a foot ankle type injury. Outside then, of Jalen, they're all lower body injuries. And then Giannis has uh, now knee. this hyperextended knee. Yep. You you sound like you were saying that like it has something to do with the wear and tear, you think? No, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not going to – look, LeBron, I understand part of that was LeBron doing what LeBron does. When it doesn't go his way, he's going to come out and let you know why it didn't go his way right. um, as far as the injury thing. But, I mean, I think there's also – so you can't sit here and act like these guys expecting their season to start in January but then being told it's being started at the beginning of December – losing those four weeks, the quick turnaround from the bubble, the lack of being able to get in the facilities all of last year during COVID, like all those things, these guys were throwing out their routine. The bodies didn't get a chance to heal. If you think about the Lakers in the heat, I mean, they had what, like a month and a half, really? Like it was just a couple months. And you're right back. You're really right back into that thing. Um, And really all those guys had a shorter break. So you can't sit up here and act like, you know, everything that we've learned about rest and recuperation and all that, you throw it out the window when it comes to talking about this NBA season. Like, there's definitely a correlation to a lot of these non-contact injuries, right? You talk about these hamstrings and these groins and stuff like that. That That's pulling shit. That's tightness. That's your body hasn't had the proper time to heal and recuperate and get back to 100%. Yeah. Um, and, and if you look at these playoffs, and maybe this is just me, I don't recall there ever being a playoffs where it was literally every other game. 
every other day. Like there's no there's no two day breaks in these playoffs. So if it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it's even to the point where some of this, I'm like, I forget what it was. It was a couple weeks ago we had all those game sevens. I'm like, why is there a Saturday night game seven? Why wouldn't you push all of these to Sunday on Father's Day? It was last week. It's like, why wouldn't you just push all these? But it's like they're going on this one day you thing. Know like why. You know they're why. so they're so tight with it. So um, remember, there used to be like when you do that travel, there'd be that extra travel day. There's no extra and travel day. I'll put it like this: <laughs> I, I over all of our years watching hoops, I've never felt like I didn't have to check if there was a game that night because there's a game every single night. Every single night. I don't care how many teams are left. There's been a game every fucking night, no matter what. So like last night I was like, man, just please, uh, is there a game? Like, I, I don't want to watch a game right now. Like, right, give me right. a night off. No, um, man. No, no, know, it just starts taxing on your relationship. Like, all you're doing is watching <laughs> yeah. basketball. <laughs> so, no, no cap. Your girl's like, dog, this shit is really again? every single day. Yeah, like, like yeah, I want to watch something together. It's like you got to figure out times. Like, all right, this game will be over at, like, 930. We can slide that yeah, on the TV right. and go to bed. You know what right. I'm saying? So, right. yeah, I think all that matters, man. And uh, you're seeing it in some of these injuries. Now, a lot of it's going to happen regardless. It's not like there weren't injuries in basketball before COVID and time off and stuff like that. But the, the amount of them that there are and the fact that they're still happening, and you just saw in the last four days, the two biggest stars in the Eastern Conference Finals go down. So, yeah. So going into the game, a correlation. yeah, going into the game, Trey Young announced he's out. That fluky ass shit. That shit was man. That's one of the most. That's one of the flukiest ankle <laughs> turns I've seen. Yep. Like that was some fluky ass shit for him to to shoot, pull up on a jumper, and pull it, step back, and step on Buddy's ankle like that. Yeah. Um, that was super fluky, but. Going into the game, I'll tell you this. Going into the game, it's announced that Trey Young is out and the line only moved two points. I thought that was Sus. super telling. What was the uh, – what was it? It went from seven and a half to nine and a half, depending on what shop you're looking at. But the Bucks it was, were getting seven and a half? No, no, no. The Hawks were getting seven. I mean, I mean, and not half. The, I mean the Hawks were getting seven and a half. Yeah. yeah, Hawks were getting seven and a half with Trey, and then he goes down, and it it, it goes to nine and a half. And I'm like, before, because of course they they announced Trey's out, they pull it off the board, and I'm like, man, how many points is Trey worth? He got to be worth like five points. Yeah, right. Like this shit's about to be like twelve and a half, thirteen, and like for it to go up to two. For it to go up two points, I was like, man, that's super sus. Um, but, yeah, and they came out from the jump and were on them heavy. It was my girl's birthday last night, so I had to – I was rushing and watching the game this morning before we hopped on. Uh, I was able to record it, you know, and fast forward through the through the the breaks and, and jump through dead spots when I could. But what did you think about the game last night? Hawks win 110-88, came out hot, never looked back. <laughs> And that was when Giannis was on the floor. When Giannis went down, they were up ten. Yeah. So up eight, I, 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 and that was the tenth. Uh, the tenth point when he got hurt. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it, the, it, it's not like hey, they they were winning the game and then Giannis went down and then they fell off. They were losing the whole way. Yeah, and they were starting to make a little bit of a run, but you know they couldn't they couldn't sustain a run. One thing about the Hawks is it is hard to sustain a run uh, against Atlanta because they just got so many guys that can just put the ball in the basket. Well, hold on because it's it's 
I kind of feel that way, but on the flip side, I don't because I've also seen them get blown out so many spots where it's like they they all of a sudden can't hit anything. Yeah. And then they're just getting run off the floor. And then I've seen teams like when they start to get the ball rolling, teams kind of seem to scramble. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they just got off to a hot start last night and never looked back. Like, that's what they needed to do. They did exactly what they needed to do. If I'm McMillan at the beginning of that game saying, look, we have no tray, we need to come up and go up 10 nothing, and, and at that point, keep our foots on the gas. If we go down early in this game, we don't have the guy, we don't have Trey to come in here and hit three huge threes and floaters and, and just go crazy. Like, we don't have that. So what we really need to do is come out the game Come out the game hot. Make sure we prioritize that first five minutes of the game. And then, again, never really look back. And I think they did a great job of doing that. I think Giannis going down obviously helped them in that second half. Um, I get that they were still up 10 at that point. But talking about two-time league MVP and one of the best players in the NBA and losing him for the final, what, 18 minutes of that game is absolutely huge. And they did exactly what they needed to do. Shout out Sweet Lou Williams. Uh, filling in for Trey very nicely, what, 21 and 8, 7 and 9 shooting, um, did his thing, huge veteran president presence. Herter had a good game. There was a Cam Reddish sighting last night. Uh, I think he had 12. So overall, they just played a good game, man. That was a good Nate McMillan game. Um, I think he had them prepared for what they needed to do. They probably knew a lot earlier than we did that Trey wasn't going to play, and I think he adjusted correctly. And that's why it's good to have a guy like Lou Williams on the bench because it's if you come to him and be like, hey, Lou, you're playing 35 minutes tonight and you're starting at point guard, he's 100% ready Dog, to do that. Lou's face lit up when they told yeah, him to start. Sure, great. He said, let me finish this script. Let me finish the lemon pepper and I'm going to get in the said, game. He <laughs> said, hold on. Y'all, you, y'all about to give me 30 plus minutes? In the crib, too? What? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm from out here? Like, Lou, easy. Wait, yeah. y'all finna start me? Yeah. Yeah, so, let's go. So look, no, no, here, here's the quote from Lou. He said, I knew about an hour before the game that I was going to start when they said Trey was out. So I just had to refocus my energy and put that different hat on and get ready for the game. Oh, he come on. Doc. It's nothing. He knows. It's, he's, not, it's, uh, he's been here before. Lou like, ready. Okay, I'm not coming in to be microwave. I'm coming in. I got to get everybody going. And he did that eight dimes. Um, set the tone for them. Smart basketball. Again, I think that was a Nate McMillan. Uh, very well coached Nate McMillan game. I think that Bud on the other flip on the other side of that, how do you not come out in that game and just thrash them? Like this team is Trey Young and a bunch of other pretty good guys, but if they go as Trey goes, right? And they have the entire playoffs, and that's not some revelation. Like we know that. And the fact that you come out and you're not smacking these boys around, you should be smacking them around with Trey. Um, without Trey, that should you should come out 20 to nothing and put them away. You the same mentality the Hawks had, like. Let's get up early and just and just put keep our foot on the gas. Yours is let's get up early and let's put them away. Let's demoralize them. Let's make them realize that Trey is not going to come and save them. And let's win this game by thirty points. That's it, it's 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 the whole thing with the Bucks is this inconsistency in situations like that. Like that is a hundred percent a game you should have came out and smacked them around. I don't care if it's in their building. I don't care where it is. You're the elite team, right? You're considered to be one of the best teams left. The best team left a finals favorite, like come out, go up 3-1 and make it an easy closeout at home. Why? I told you, we told you two weeks ago, stop fucking around with Atlanta. Stop letting them hang around. They operate off confidence. That's it. They operate off confidence. You cannot let these teams that operate off confidence hang around 
you know, think that they can win. Because now you're looking at a situation that's 2-2. We don't know Giannis's status for game five. We don't know Trey's status for game five. But you go down 3-2, man, you're in a tough spot now. Because you're playing, you got them in a closeout game against a team with this much confidence. And all they've shown you all playoffs is that in their head, they belong. So I don't, they're not going to lay down. They're not going to fold. Um, you needed to put them away. I thought this game, obviously the story is going to be Giannis. But the real story should be a huge missed opportunity by the Milwaukee Bucks to go up 3-1 and pretty much Talk you know, in. close out at home and then wait for the Phoenix and uh, the Clippers thing. to, to Yeah, to, and, and to, to, to tuck them in. And like you said about McMillan, well, from what I watched this morning, because I'm fresh off the game, he just managed it really well. Really well. Timeouts when they need it. Timeout, man. Yeah. That is such – I'm such a huge fan of that. I'm banging timeouts. I, I Like, any time – there's so many spots where I'm like, man, why what is why am I why are teams giving up 10 12 0 runs? Like, gee, call timeout, bro. I understand you're trying to make it to the, the TV, the, the TV break or the media timeout or, or all types of different situations. But man, anytime a sniff of Milwaukee getting back in the game was was, was showing up, Nate just banged the timeout and, and put that shit to bed yeah. early. And that's great coaching. It's the same thing we talk about in the NFL, man. Like, look, X's and O's and all that is great. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, for sure, you need to have that. But the real good coaches are able to manage the clock, whether that's a football situation, which is obviously a lot different, or in basketball, managing the time, managing the flow of the game, stopping runs, making timely substitutions. Like, those are the things that truly matter. And I think McMillan has done an excellent job of that this year. Um, all things considered, and really in these playoffs. Like, if they would have gotten swept in this series, I would still say the same thing. But now, I mean, look, we can't sit up here and be like, yo, Milwaukee's still going to win this series without a doubt. Like, the, the, the question marks for me after last night are all over the place. Like, I could 100% see the Atlanta Hawks winning this series. You're talking about without Giannis. Yeah, and I could also well, I could also yeah, and I could also see the Bucks coming in and beating the next two games by 50 points. Like that's 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 the reality of this particular series for me. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it's just so all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um hold on, I'm pulling up there before we get into this this Chris Middleton banter. Um Oh, let me ask you this flat out: Can they beat the Hawks without Giannis? Let, let me just ask you that straight away. Can the, like, can what the Bucks is your beat gut, the Hawks without Giannis? Yeah, what does your gut tell you about? Yeah. Yes, they can. Yes. Yeah. You think so? If even if Trey, what about if Trey comes back? Yeah, I think they can. Yeah, I don't think it's like oh, it's over with. It becomes much more difficult. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Because here's what you're relying on. I know that we're going to get into this. I know you've been chopping at the bits to talk about it. But you're relying on a guy who this playoffs has really shown you his inconsistency. Like the Middleton highs, game three, high, right? Like the highs can be very, 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 very high. In game three, he single-handedly won that game for him, right? We'll, yeah, we'll he get, yeah, he did. He had 20 points in the fourth quarter. All timely buckets, all in rhythm, put him away, tuck them in, right? So he is capable of doing that. 
Um, the problem is he also has games. If you look at his game log in the playoffs, it's really telling. Look, no, at his look game hold log on, I got it right here. Series, it's really telling. I got it right here. Funny you <laughs> said that. Yeah, let's let's get into the Chris I'm sure Middleton. You did. Chat. I'm sure, you we're, we're going to talk about Chris Middleton because I I've been arguing about this. Well, first of all, let me give you some context. We've been talking, me and Nick, about hoops over the years, and the reason going into the year. We couldn't back Milwaukee fully. This is before everybody got injured and all that shit. We were talking about who's going to win the title, who's got a real chance to win the East. And our big thing on Milwaukee was who's going to close the game out? This is the, They have the same issues they had the year before and the year before that. Giannis can't have the ball down the stretch. Nick Nurse exposed exactly what you need to do to stop him. He can't get to the free throw line. And Chris Middleton... Yeah, shout out Nick Nurse. And, <laughs> and he doesn't and he doesn't have and he doesn't have a close Chris Middleton is is not that guy to 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 close out games and come down and and get you buckets at every sense consistently it? enough is Consistent, not that guy. Yeah, yes. Consistently he, enough he, to he close has, out games. He has done it, but yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, that that's the simple fact. Can't so, set your clock to him. Yes, absolutely not. Yeah. Like simple as that, right? So Here's Middleton's last 10 games. And we've been going back and forth. Yo, look look at look at the last one, two, three, four, five games. So last night he shoots 35%. They go six to 17. Then he has his he, he probably has the best game of his playoff career. The game before uh against the Hawks in Milwaukee, where just what Nick highlighted, where he scored 20 in the fourth. Then he has 13 shots. They they rolled that night, so it didn't matter. But 6 of 23, 9 of 26, 8 of 22, 12 of 25. That's not a bad game. But 7 of 20. There's a lot of 35% nights in here. He's just not consistent, man. Simple as that. I, you, you can't count on him. We talk about it quite a bit. And I think, yeah, it goes back to what we were saying is you, you can't close – if I have to count on Chris Middleton to close out a game consistently, I, I'm hard-pressed to do it. Can he do it? Sure, he's shown that, but it's yeah. not very consistent, and he has worse games than he does big-time closeout games and show-up games for me. So I think the biggest um, – I think the biggest issue with Middleton and I guess his deficiencies – and the deficiencies are the inconsistent shooting. I'll give him this, man. Like, he's not Ben Simmons. He's not going to go out there and shoot the ball four times. The one thing that did stick out to me on the shooting stats, he's always putting it up 17, 18, 19, 20 times, right? Like, so he is going to take those shots. He's not going to shy away from the moment in the sense of I'm not shooting the ball. Um, he's just not making them in a lot of those situations. I'll say this, man. Playing with Giannis really highlights Middleton's inconsistent deficiencies. Right, because Giannis is a superstar that can't necessarily carry you down the stretch from a shot making and free throw perspective. He really needs a number two that can do that consistently, a high level two, like a very, very but high level but two. That's what we're arguing. Isn't that supposed but, to be him? 
A hundred percent. And that's and I think that that's where you have a point. Like, I think you go overboard with it by saying he's trash and he's average and stuff like that. <laughs> Chris Middleton is a really good player. Like he's a multi time all star. He's a really good player. If you were to put him in a different situation with a different number one, you would be fine with Chris Middleton. If you could put him with a number one that can also make shots down the stretch. And Chris Middleton is just like your second dish. Fine. Well, we the got, problem we, is we got we to gotta get Chris Middleton. Uh, uh, another number one. Yes. Uh, well, uh, he's uh, not two, number one. You need to get uh, him a uh, number two. one. It, is, is Giannis a number one is the real question. Because Middleton's not really a two if Giannis isn't really a one like that. So the problem with Middleton is that he's thrust into a role on this team that needs him to be a 1B, right? Like this team, because of Giannis's deficiencies, it's like playing with Ant Davis. And Anthony Davis can hit shots and free throws down the stretch, but it's like playing with any other big, I guess you would say. You need to have that perimeter player that can come and make shots, threes, things like that down the stretch. And the problem with Middleton is, especially in this playoffs, he has just had some very, 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 very bad games, very bad shooting games. He's had his six for 23s. He's had his five for 20s. And they seem to happen in really bad spots like last night. So on that case, you're 100% right, man. His inconsistencies show through at the worst time. And in this playoffs where they've absolutely needed him to be a closer because teams are, are loading up on Giannis with this free throw thing, they know exactly what to do. He just hasn't been able to rise to that occasion. If Chris Middleton was your number three, you would be happier than a pig and shit. You'd be like, oh, this is great. This guy, because he, he has he's, he'd be a high-level number three. If your number one was, this sounds stupid, like Kevin Durant or somebody like that, you'd be like, great, give me Middleton. Awesome, man. Do your job when I need you to, right? Like, be available when I need you to. Um, the problem is you need him to be more of like a, a 1B. And he's just, he's not that, man. He lacks the consistency. Um, and that's it. That's really what it comes down to. He is so inconsistent. And he's a shooter, too. The problem is he, he's prone to shooting slumps. And they happen at bad spots. But we can't discount the other things that he does for them. But, yeah. again, the number one thing he needs to do right now is score. score points in bunches. Yes, He needs to it. score points in bunches. He needs to be putting up 30 points a game. And he can't consistently get you to 30. Do well, not. And I think he showed me in those last 10 games there was three 30-point games in there. But there was a lot of 15s, a lot of 16s, a lot of 19s, a lot of sub-20 games that you Dog. can't have. He's either putting up He's either putting up 30 or putting up 19. Bro, his last four games is 16, 38, 15, 15. And he's been awful in this series. Come on, dog. Stop three. it. He's been awful. 15 points? For, they should for, not be struggling with the Atlanta Hawks. 15 points? Yeah, dude. Come on. Stop it, bro. And, yeah. and the Hawks have gotten a lot better defensively under McMahon. For, sure. for sure. Yeah. yeah. They've gotten a lot better with that. But I don't want to hear that shit, man. Three, three games under 16 points is, is pretty telling in the conference finals for a number two. This is my biggest thing, bro. But then the one game where he was over that is the game where he was the hero and he won the game for them. So it's like as soon as you want to kill him, he'll go and do that. And that is the definition of inconsistency. Dog, you, can, Nick, you, can't, what, you, can't, you can't guess what you're going to get from him on any given night. What have I been saying about Buddy in the, in the group message? I'm like, yo, he's probably going to go nuts next game. Yeah. Like, he's probably going to go crazy. And then, just like next game, he'll probably have a good-ass game next game. And then he'll show up next game and he'll go 5 for 30 or whatever it is, 5 for 27, 7 for 28. And this is what I wrote in the group message. Because Edder, our guy, goes, but what about the defense rebounding and creating shots for other guys? Dog, I don't fucking want to hear that shit with Chris Middleton in the playoffs. Yeah. Dog, give me... Yo, you know what I you know what I want from Chris Milton? 
for them. Give me 32 and three. Every night. I don't want to hear about Chris Middleton eight assists. Like, that's not his gig. Sure, does it help the squad win? Yeah, but look, they need him to score points in bunches, like you said. The guy is inconsistent. I honestly, bro, I really truly think that he's like a like playoff Chris Middleton is a regular, is a regular dude. Is is, is he, like I, there's nothing about him that screams like this dude is a killer. This dude's elite. This dude's a regular fucking two guard in the playoffs, and he's been like that all playoffs. And every time he had a he had a great game the other night, best game of his life. When you need him to come up in consistent spots, I don't trust him to do it. I don't know what the yeah. fuck's gonna happen. I it's, don't know what's gonna happen when you need Chris Middleton to show up. I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I, we do. We just look at his his, his line the last four games for a thirty three million dollar number one B two option, two guard, all star two guard. He has fifteen points. Fifteen he, points. He he is not good enough for his situation. I think you just hit it on the head. He's not good enough to be the number two on a title contender. He's not good enough to be your number two who makes thirty five million dollars a year. He's not good enough to be or consistent enough to be the guy you put next to Giannis. Like that is the biggest failure again, because it's Giannis is such a unique superstar in the sense of he can do a lot, but the things that he can't do, he cannot do. And a lot of those are things that matter, matter in the final five minutes of the game. You need someone to take the pressure off him. That's why I was beating the James Harden drum. I said, yeah. why? Yo, yo, Look we'll at the package, we, and I don't want to keep rehashing that, but I don't understand yeah. why it hasn't been talked about more, especially when you look at the package that Houston gave. Got Houston got a bunch of picks that will never convey in anything good, and Oladipo, who they ended up flipping. They got yeah. nothing for James Harden. Absolutely nothing. If you're Milwaukee, you can't make that same deal. You don't have a you don't have a, a, a Oladipo equivalent. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. Harden was the perfect player to play with Giannis because you're not running into these issues down the stretch. And here's Giannis uh, talking about Middleton closing out the game uh, conveniently after the best game of his playoff career. We're talking about, like, how long are you going to play for? You know, we just had a silly conversation. And he, like, I'm not going to say exactly what he said, but, like, I told him, I said, hey, the day you retire is going to be the toughest day my career because like I've been with you the whole time and uh it's been an unbelievable journey it's great seeing this guy man uh where we started where we are where he started where he is right now I just said closing games uh and uh, that's what we need from Chris we need him to you know be aggressive we need him to uh take over games make good decisions and um play off that doesn't happen though he said what they need. He, he said, Giannis laid out what he needs to happen and what he needs help with. He's just not that guy, man. Simple as that. That's all. That That's my, my biggest thing is he, people try to slot him in this elite two guard spot and I don't see it. And I don't know what people, what needs to happen for, like, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't know what games everybody else is watching. And there's some people that are on my side, but there's guys like Edder who I respect his 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 hoop opinion. I just don't know what he's watching. I really can't figure it out. It happens consistently. He does he just comes out, chucks up a bunch of bullshit and then gets nine rebounds and then people are talking about, "Oh, but he is contributing." I'm not trying to hear that, man. I need baskets. I need CJ McCollum type buckets when we need him. CJ
You feel me? Yeah. He's consistently inconsistent. All the time. In the playoffs. This yo, playoffs in particular. Yo, and I'm not talking about, like, mediocre games. I'm talking about horrendous games. Bad games, yeah. Really bad games. Under 20. This is a guy, you, you sh- he, he averages 20 for the regular season, and he has multiple games in the playoffs that he doesn't. He so. gets he gets passive. There's a, there's a lot of shit that I could talk about, man. Shot selection, all types of stuff, man. But um, I digress. I don't trust Chris Middleton. We'll see. Uh, hey, and, and hey, you wanna you wanna be a number one A, number one B option? Well, you get ready to be one in a second, in a couple yeah. days. Yeah, you'll see it. Like he's gonna he's gonna have to score thirty. Let's see. Yo, forty. How about this? We're talking about Chris Middleton needing to show up with Giannis playing. What's it like? Let, let's see what my man's does when Giannis is not coming out, yeah. and they and, and he has to show up in a big spot. So stay tuned, man. I y'all know where I'm at on Chris Middleton. All right, let's move over to the west side, L.A. Clippers, Suns. Scary hours. Spooky hours in Phoenix, dog. Scary. (laughs) Yeah, the Clippers. It's a scary sight. The Clippers Clippers seem to get cozy when it's 3-1, apparently. Um, I thought they were in a really bad spot. Going home to Phoenix or going to Phoenix down 3 1, needing a massive game out of Paul George. Devin Booker's coming off two really bad games. He's likely to go for 30 plus. He's due for 28, 35 type style game. He ends up getting that. Doesn't matter for the Clippers. The Clippers come out, do their thing, get the W. Paul George continues to do everything the Clippers ask of him. I saw a stat. Really elite right now. Yo, simple as that. <laughs> simple as that. Really bro. elite right now. Like, yo, I, I and I, I gave, I didn't really give him much shit for his play. Yeah. I gave it to him for a lot of his comments on some of the things that he was saying and 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 doing and just his whole demeanor. And I thought it was, it, it, like I told you, man, I thought he was, I still think he's a very insecure guy. And that was showing through in some of those interviews, whether he's talking about my MVP year or whatever it was. But look, man, we here on the No Catch-Up Pod give credit where credit is due. 100. Um, and I guess we need to kill more guys because we killed Paul George all year and look what happens. I mean, it's like a going thing. If we kill a guy, he yeah. shows up and starts performing. So we need to kill, <laughs> no, we need to, we need to kill Justin Fields come back to uh, August. Remind me to just rant on Fields and anything he does. Yeah. If, if he wears something grimy, just let me know. I'm going to kill real. him. Um, with that being said, man, Paul George is on a tear. Paul George is showing you why he is Paul George, why he has been a number one before. Um, I think I said it last week. He he looks much more comfortable without Kawhi because he's not really sitting there being like, okay, is it my turn to shoot or do I need to defer to Kawhi? He's just like, I am the show right. here. And obviously Ty Lue has done a great job just putting the ball in his hands. Like he said, hey, it's you. You're, you're, we're going to go as you go. You're making the passes. You're getting the rebounds. You're shooting the ball. You're, you're doing everything for us, and you're going to be playing 40, 41, 42, 43 minutes a night, and this is what we need you to. And he is completely locked in, completely comfortable. Has Listen. erased the memories of the bubble last year, in my opinion, regardless of what happens in this series. I think Paul George has reestablished himself because with that, when Kawhi went down, we were all like, oh, this is over with. And he's down. I don't want to hear when Kawhi is coming back. Kawhi tore his ACL. He just hasn't told you yet. Like, let's just stop the cap. Kawhi is not coming back anytime soon. His ACL is tore. He, he's not playing again in these finals or in these playoffs. 
Um, unless something changed that I don't know about in the last 24 hours. I don't know about Tor, but he's not coming back. He's not coming back. He's hurt. Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> like hurt. he's very hurt. Injured. Um, injured. He's not on the bench. <laughs> he's sitting up in the booth. Like, you know, whenever whenever a dude's up in the skybox, like it's 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 a wrap. You know what I mean? That's the most Kawhi <laughs> shit, by the yeah, way. Like yeah. he, it's like, nah, I'm not. Come down to the bench. I'm not nah, I don't even know these guys' names. I just know their <laughs> numbers. You want me to sit next to eleven? I don't. I don't even know his name. I don't want to talk about anything. Hey, twenty-three. Uh, so, anyways, but yeah, I mean, back to Paul George on a tear, man. 40, 41 on on uh, on Monday. Fucking twenty-three, twenty-seven, twenty-six, thirty-four. He and then the assists, the assists, the playmaking, getting everybody Listen. involved, and he's found his running mate in Reggie Jackson. Listen, I called you the other day, and we'll get back on PG, but I called you the other day and I said this. Reggie Jackson was on his way out of the league. Yes. He was one of those guys where it's like, hey, we paid him. We tried to give him a team. It didn't work out, and now we have nowhere place to slot him because he thinks he's better than he is. It's hard to bring him off the bench. Like, we're just done with this guy. He's done. He'll be out the league. He'll he'll resurface somewhere in China. As Edder likes to say, he needs to sharpen up on his Mandarin. Um, (laughs) Well... Right now, he needs to sharpen up on his uh, financial acumen because he's about to get fucking paid. Yes. He went from out the league to coveted free agent six man in a matter of two weeks on buried, this Clippers run. Buried, buried on the bench. He's at the one 13th point. guy. He wasn't no. even playing. Buried on the bench at one point. He gets some Oakley goggles, and he's a completely different completely fucking different player. player. Confidence OD. Confidence is out of control. He's hitting threes. He he he's looking for shots. He's going to the basket. All of a sudden, he punches everything. Punching on that. Punching on folks. Hey, he punches everything at the rim. All of a sudden, he, he yeah. he's not even thinking about laying the ball up. That's out of the question. He's just a different dude. Reggie Jackson, big time salute from Reggie. He's been going ballistic. Wait, where was this story? I think it was on some pod I was listening to the other day. So he's like one of those crazy confident dudes. And I know when he was in Oklahoma City, he actually had some problems with Durant and Westbrook because he thought he should be starting. So yeah. I guess there was a situation where there was before a game, like his rookie or second year or something like that. And he wrote and he thought he should be starting. So he wrote on his shoes, SPG, which stood for starting point guard. While they had, <laughs> while they had Russ Westbrook on the team. <laughs> Yo, that's some, Yo. Uh, that's some, uh, who's my man that used to play with LeBron? One of our favorites. That, oh, that, Deion that, Waiters? That's Deion Waiters level. <laughs> Dog. Tell that Waiters story. Yo, really quick. The, the, I heard this from a, a couple people. Oh, I heard this from TJ Ford. Shout out TJ I believe. Ford. Yeah, shout out TJ Ford. Uh, we were in New York. He was at uh, he was at my guy D Will's house, and he was telling this story. And long story short, he essentially said that in practice in Cleveland, when Deion Waiters was playing with LeBron, that there was multiple occasions where Deion Waiters was in practice, and LeBron he was like clapping at LeBron to like, "Yo, give up the rock to pass me the rock." Yo, like, what do we? What? Yeah, yo, I'm I'm, I'm here. I'm I need Deion the rock. Waiters, I need that. Yeah, like, and eventually LeBron got. Sick of it, and they're like, "Yo, yo, come on, this like, guy has get, to go. get this guy out of the fuck. I can't, out. Just I get can't this guy out of practice. This I can't do this." Dude. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's Deion Waiters' level of confidence for sure. But it, it's working for him now. I mean, again, the dude was out the league. He was out the league, or maybe a minimum on like the Kings. Like that's where he was headed yeah. towards. Like pretty, the Kings are pretty much out the league, right? It's like the, the yeah, another the Euro team. team. You know yeah. what I mean? They're like that's, Europe, Europe West. The first um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, shout out Reggie, dog. He's yeah, been playing unbelievable. Balling like crazy. But back to yeah. PG. Yeah, I mean, this is it, man. I mean, he – look, he talked a lot of shit, right? And clearly the bubble affected him. And getting out the bubble, he had a great regular season. 
and he's followed up with the spectacular playoffs. Yo, real quick, let me highlight kind of what you're saying on PG that I think is, he's not shying away from the rock. Not at all. Yo, give me the rock. He's, he, give me the rock. Every yeah. possession. Come, come down. Give me the rock. I'm going to either go to the bucket. I'm Like you said, I'm going to make something happen for somebody else. If it's Morris, if it's getting <sighs> Reggie an open look, if it's getting Batum an open look, whatever. But he's not shying away from the rock. I think that is the biggest thing I want to show Paul George love for. All the hate he would get was he would just he was coming up very small in big ass spots. Any pressure type situation, he's throwing shit off the backboard. Then he's saying that you know the bubble's not. I, I'm having a hard time with this, with that, and a lot of you know a lot of the comments he was bringing the hate on himself. But right now he's not shying away from the ball. He's calling for the rock anytime the shot clock's running down he's calling for the rock I'll, don't worry about it i'll take care of it i'll go get us a little mid-range jumper i'll go do what i gotta do don't worry about it I, i'll take care of it i'm paul george and i'm locked in and i'm the best player on the floor right now that's what he feels like that's Hands how he's been, yeah that's how he's been playing and um it's hard to argue that you can't yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna say with him, man? I mean, he's been given the opportunity. And he's stepped up huge, and especially these last four games, or was it four game, five games without Kawhi, six games without Kawhi. Um, he's done his thing, man. Like you can't, you can't, you can't knock it. Um, and I think if you're the Clippers, and if you're if you're Ty Lue, like yeah, this should show you something, man. And I don't, I think when you look at Kawhi, like when he does come back next year, whatever it is, Kawhi doesn't necessarily want the ball in the sense of like yo, create for others. Kawhi is here for. One reason. He's told you this repeatedly. I just want to shoot the ball. I want to get my points and I want to go home. So if you if you're discovering now, like, yo, we should be really running through Paul George and then letting Kawhi do his thing when it's that time, that might be the formula for them. Like, cause Kawhi, I, he's not trying to be James Harden. He told you guys, go get a point guard, go get someone to handle the ball. That's not why I'm here. Yeah. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to get to my spot, shoot my little flat mid-range, get 30, and put my foot on people's throats, and then that's that. So you might have discovered something here, man. I think Paul George is really is really showing all his uh, all his tools. Shout out Paul George, man. Look sharp. Hey man, real shit. He's been doing his thing, dog. Yeah. Um, do you want to give some love to Ty Lue? Yeah, I absolutely do. I think that uh look, man, Mr. Mr. Down 3-1, Mr. Adjustments, the players have talked yo, about it. it. Yo, I think yo, they called him a, Belichick. <laughs> yo, isn't that a wild stat? The 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 uh best record of all time facing elimination 10 like, and 2 right like you 10 get, and 2 in elimination games like you get your you get your squad into a position where they're about to lose and then you just can't lose all of a sudden they, they showed it i think it was <laughs> it was it was 10 and 2 in elimination games which is absolutely incredible yeah right like but i don't to, know what but, happened. To but, get to the spot 12 times get, is yeah crazy. but yeah. to get right, right. that's but, such a crazy stat it's like he's 10 and 2 in an elimination game it's like but to get in the elimination game, you got to be losing a lot of games. Right, you know what I'm right, so, right. Yeah, so, I mean, he, ma he makes good adjustments. I mean, as much as we clown on Budenholzer for not making any adjustments, the one thing Ty Lu will do is make adjustments. We talk about Reggie Jackson. You talk about a guy who wasn't playing, going to playing 40 minutes a night, 35, right. 40 minutes a night, and being your absolute number two during Yo, this run. So Kennard, Boogie Cousins, he's been yeah, playing. He's, just, he's going deep into the bench. Yeah, he's doing yeah, what he's got to do me, to let, get a let different me, flavor. Let me get who I can. Yeah, Boogie, you were on ice for most of the year. Like, you know, let me see what you can do. If you're not good, we'll bring in somebody else. What, like, Bo what is it. Boogie scored 10 points in like 11 minutes. Already. Yeah, yeah, he still got that. Hey, he still got that. This is a former 25, 26, 27 point per game scorer. 
in spurts, he can still give you that. You got to get him right by the basket now. You got to get him right by. He's not. He, well, he, yeah, yeah. He, I still feel. Still, man, I feel so. Man, Boogie used to be. Man, it's a. It's he's actually like a tragic situation because he truly never got paid. Yeah. Like remember, he was about to get paid, and then all that he got traded, got hurt. Like it, it's been, it's been bad. So shout out to him for staying in the league. But I mean, he's that's the other thing. Ty Lue is doing it with this with a lot of guys who are like just clawing their way to stay in the league. Like whether it be Boogie, Reggie yeah. Jackson, um, some of those type guys. So yeah, I mean, shout out them. I I still think the Suns are going to win this series, um, but they need to win Game Six. Please don't go to seven games with these guys because I, I have I'm I that's real spooky. spooky. That's well, real spooky. Well, okay, let me ask you this. But game seven at the crib, Chris Paul, right? That shouldn't be that spooky. I mean, is, game, I game, mean, game five, seven is game, game five was at the yeah. crib, close out. It was right there for the taking. Yeah. It was right there for the taking. Chris Paul's back. You got everybody healthy. This this has the feeling that whoever wins game six is gonna win the whole Yes. Game. That's what yes. it feels tonight, like. Tonight tonight is the is the series. Like that it, it does feel like that to me. Yeah. Um Obviously, and if I'm Chris Paul, I'm like, guys, we need to fucking go out there and handle business. Like, no bullshit. We need to handle business tonight. Please don't. You do not want to go into game seven. I've been there before. Like, let's not do it. And Chris Paul told you that interview was it Rachel Nichols, whoever it was. 3-1. Like, don't talk to me about 3-1. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. So you know it's it, which I thought was telling. Like, it's in his head. Like, he knows. Like, he, know, like, he knows. I've been here it. before. I've been here with the Clippers before. I've been here with the Rockets before. Like, I know what can happen in these situations where you think all we got to do is win four more quarters. And next thing you know, you're playing game seven and your back's against the wall. Because at that point, if you're up 3-1 yeah. and you go to game seven, you are no longer in the driver's seat. That's the key thing. You yeah. are no longer in the driver's seat at that point. Those first four games where you dominated three of them, it does not matter. Because you have lost the last two and that other team is riding high off confidence. We talk about we talk about with players all podcast confidence, confidence, confidence. You don't want to be that team that was up three one playing in that game seven. I don't care if it's in your fucking living room. You you're, you're, you're you know what I mean. Yeah, your yeah, back yeah. is against the wall at that point, um, and you no longer have the advantage. So they need to handle business tonight. Phoenix should win by forty tonight. That, that's the mentality they need to have, especially. Now knowing that yo Giannis could be unhealthy, or or maybe we, you either get a, a limping Bucks team or the Hawks. This is it. This is your moment, man. If you lose it in this one, if you're Chris Paul, you might retire. It's like you know what? Hey, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. It bro. wasn't meant to be because the stars are lining up for you, man. So well, let me ask you this. Tonight. Let me ask you this. What are you? You're you're the Suns. You're money. Yeah. What 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 are you? <laughs> What's the game plan? How do you slow up Paul? You just run Jay Crowder at him and and, and then run a couple other people yeah, at him. Yeah, you, make him, you, un- you make, make him you make him uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. You let everybody else beat you. Just get the rock out of his get hands. Get the rock out of his hands. That's it. He's he's been he's been lightning. Get the rock out of his hands. So that that's what you gotta do. But really, you gotta score some points offensively too. You can't come out and put up hundred points. What they won they won game three, scored eighty-six points. So you yeah. got to get something going offensively. You got to get book going. You got to get CP3 going. That pace, um, those type of things. Yeah, hundred percent. The pace, man. Momentum is such a wild thing. Hundred percent. Was because when the Suns are pushing pace, and then or if it's Chris Paul or campaign, <clears throat> and Cam Johnson and uh, Bridges are hitting shots, they look like the fucking globetrotters. Yeah. And then oh, extra pass. Oh, D book. Uh, on the wing. Oh, here goes Jay Crowder on the wing. 
So, yeah, man, it's going to be an interesting game tonight. I think uh, – what's the line tonight? Do you know? I have no idea. Let's see. Let me see if I got it too. Because – oh, and real quick, to go to close out that Paul George, because I wanted to make sure folks heard this if they didn't read this, the, the, the retweet. Paul George in the playoffs is now – this is as of a couple nights ago. So, yeah, this is as of la- the, la- the, la- the last game. Paul George has played 735 minutes in the playoffs. That's, that's the hot. That's the highest in the league. <clears throat> the next person is Trey Young at 568. Yeah, so Paul George has a lot of Dog, miles that, on that body right That now. is a crazy. Because well, they keep going to fucking Game Seven every series. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a lot of mileage. He's been playing big, big, big time minutes, man. So <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make sure that was that was laid out. I thought that was a really interesting stat. Um. You get the number? No, no, I thought you were looking it up. Okay, okay no, I got it. Um, I mean, I got a pick em, dog. Is it? Minus 110 pick em, 215 total. Wow. It's a pick em. A oh, pick em. Wow. Yeah. You might be able to find, uh, you might be able to find Clippers minus one somewhere. Man, give me Phoenix, dog. Yeah. I'll take Phoenix out of pick em. Yeah, I think you should. Give me Phoenix in LA. Well, this is spooky. This is like this is like Halloween H two O twenty twenty one spooky uh, popping off right now. Because (laughs) scary hours. You and yo Clippers need Paul George to continue to go crazy. The Clippers need Reggie Jackson to continue to go crazy. If I had to pick, I mean it's it's obviously a stay away. But if I had to pick, I'm taking Phoenix just because. The entire playoffs are a stay away at this point. It's just crazy. I, I wouldn't. Am, I wouldn't touch another NBA playoff. I would. I haven't touched any, and I wouldn't touch one for my life. You don't know what the <laughs> hell is going to happen. This yeah, is bro. a crapshoot. Yeah, there's no. There's nothing you can figure out. The Hawks are the Hawks are nine point dogs yesterday, and they win by thirty. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like yeah, facts. They lose yeah. their best player. Yeah, and they come out the game. They're up fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been crazy. All right, anything? Anything else you got before we get up out of here? Nah, man, that's that's it. Who you got tonight? You who would you, you you taking Phoenix too? Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix to close. I think I'm taking Phoenix because I want them to win. Like I yeah, don't want to see a game think, seven. If it goes to seven, I got the Clippers. I think so too. I would I would love to see. I want I want Phoenix to win the whole thing. I've been saying sure. that. Yeah. I want them to to go ahead and take care of business. Um, I think Chris Paul winning, and even though I wasn't a huge, I, we didn't love Dirk. It would give me the same type feeling as Dirk winning, where it's like, man, just get this guy over the hump. Like let's just just. Get them yeah. over the hump because I know I know how they feel about it. Like, yo, their careers are so incomplete without it. Like, Dirk, that was the whole thing. It was like, man, if Dirk didn't win that title, and after he won the title, it was like, whatever, house money, I'm up. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I just want Chris yeah, Paul if, to. If Chris Paul could put on the resume, he shows up to Phoenix. They hadn't made the playoffs in, forever. in however many years, and he shows up and they win a title. That's a very, very solidifying career stamping. It's easy. You never have to answer those questions, man. I mean, look at Barkley. Like, it's still something that's brought up all the time. Shaq, whenever Barkley's in an argument with Shaq, Shaq's just like, yeah, yeah, I got four of them things, though. So what are we talking about here? Even Kenny's got some. You want to borrow them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that (laughs) shit, it digs at you, man. Like, you know, you got JaVale McGee out here with, like, six rings and you got none. Like, yeah, let's shout out JaVale McGee. Yeah, so I feel you. All right, we'll leave it on that, man. Game six tonight, Los Angeles, California, Staples Center. Lock in.
for Big Nick the Quick. I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. Like I said earlier, rate. Drop us a rating, man. Give us five stars. Tell us we're the best podcast you ever listened to. Tell the homie the same thing. Pass the links. Shoot, shoot them all. Shoot them around. Oh, and if you're in Chicago, DM me. Come by the house, 4th of July. You're going to get after it. Grill's going to be on. Drink's going to be flowing. Uh, I'm sure some fireworks will be going off in the area. The music will be on. Holla at me. Uh, Four big hits quick. I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch up. Sports Talk being Chicago. Let's get it. <laughs>